0: So when it went back, I was like, should I do this? Could I do this? I don't know if I could ever do it. Plus the marathon was like, the run is my weakest. I'm not a big fan of it. And uh, yeah, sorry, Happy Feet. Oh, <laughs> oh. that's okay. <laughs> but um, we'll bleep that yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Happy Feet podcast. I'm Dave McMillan. And-, and I'm Greg Tink. Yeah. And this week's guest is Sally Hard.
0: Hello. Welcome. Thanks.
1: We're pretty happy to have you and excited to hear about all the training you've been doing recently and how you got into everything. But uh, the first thing we always start out with is, when was your last run?
0: When was my last run? Yeah. S- last Sunday. Nice. Yeah.
1: Where, where did you go?
0: Um, I ran um, just the Finlayson loop and then back to my house behind Walmart. It was about 6k yeah
1: it was probably the last day of summer for it.
0: probably yeah yeah it was nice
1: start with running like how how did you get into it how did i get into running after how long have you been i guess into running and triathlon
0: running and triathlon two different stories but i tried to get into running um after my first um daughter and um what I always I had struggled because I had some hip issues and so I was never able like it never stuck. And then um, but I had I was good with just going to the gym and that kind of thing, but again, it never stuck. Mm-hmm. And so uh yeah, somebody walked by my office one day and asked if I wanted to join their two fat club. And of course I scoffed. Yeah, I'm Sorry, like, no, what? <laughs> Your two fat club? Literally, that's what it was called. And you had to pay um a hundred dollars to join and lose 10 percent of your body weight in three months and everyone had to weigh in on the same scale this was here in town and yeah and um for everyone that lost the 10 percent you just got your money back so there really was no like harm in that right so i'm like i'm gonna do this and then um but if if you know not everybody does it so you got pretty good chances And I think the first time I did it, um, I did two rounds of it. The first time there was only um, a few people that succeeded. So I made about $240. And then the second time I did it, I um, made about uh, $470. Wow. Yeah. And it uh yeah there ended it up being kind like of sounds like
1: the biggest loser
0: it does but everybody everyone that finishes there isn't just one biggest loser everyone that finishes gets a cut okay. right and there were 31 people in that one 10% of your body weight that's, yeah that's pretty significant how long yeah so the first one was like I had to lose 13 pounds and the second one I had to lose 14 pounds I think um if I remember or it's the other way around um so I just did that but what I ended up doing was signing up for like just a race. Like the first one I think was mother's day and I missed that one. So okay. then the next one was like the Racket club. So I did their 5k and it took me forever to finish. Like I was, I think second last and I almost, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it almost took me 15 minutes to do 5k. I was struggling. And, um, so then i did that and then the the next thing i found was i think they called it the mosquito man it was
1: oh yeah that really sounds familiar it
0: was that a was, long... That long before
1: my time yeah here but I, i've definitely seen that in the multi club
0: yeah, yeah. It, i think they have a logo too like this mosquito that's, okay yeah it's all both and yeah. it was a triathlon yeah 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 it had two um i think it had the sprint and the olympic okay Where yeah I have that? um they did it at the float plane boat launch Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. So you had to go straight out and then go, um, I think it was like seven fifty um, around the buoy, come back. Whoever was doing the Olympic had to go back and just do it twice. Okay. And then um just straight out the highway. And I remember it was a really windy day and I wanted to do it, but I didn't have a bike, a road bike. So I convinced some friends to do a team. And yeah, my friend um Annabelle um was open to swimming um, and I wanted to try out the bike. So she's like, yeah, I'm sure I could found a bike. And then um, my other friend Diane was going to do the run. Uh, Ended up when we started to go swimming, Annabelle and I did just a a warm up or a little practice. And it turned out I probably should have been being the one swimming. (laughs) (laughs) And so she ended up doing the bike and then Diane kept with the run. And um, afterwards we, I think we went to Coyotes before I was at the old place. And, uh, just had like a massive plate of bacon and just had, oh, chatted yes, about it. it was Yeah. It was a great way to celebrate. And then, um, yeah, the, I was bit. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> yeah. So the next year, um, I found, um, a bike and, but it didn't fit me and I did the, um, what was the midnight sun triathlon? Oh, okay. Right. And yeah. And so I did that one and it was, I loved it. It was great. Um, but the bike didn't fit. So, I had to, you know, find a new bike, but
1: so that would have been your first full uh... on my own. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that was what, 2016, I think. And then, yeah. So, um, by that time, some of the weight from the two fat clouds started to creep in and I was like, I got to figure out another way. This isn't, you know, I need to, I need to come up with a structured plan, something that'll keep me going. And then uh, a coworker told me about, Um, a half Ironman. And I'm like, what? I knew what an Ironman was, but never thought that I could do it. Um, And because I just, I had some shoulder issues. So it kind of hurt a little bit to swim. Okay. Yeah. So I looked into it and there was one in Calgary and it was totally feasible for me to like fly down on points and rent a car. And I found a coach through, um, the website online on the Ironman Canada or the Ironman website. Sorry.
1: So the triathlon itself is, it can be pretty intimidating, like uh, three different, uh, events there. And, uh, but you were just head in, uh, was, was there like any particular events you were worried about, whether the running and the biking or the swimming, or did you feel comfortable with each of them?
0: No, I wasn't comfortable with each of them. Um, like I, uh, I, each of have a, them have their own like things that I'm like I try to focus mm-hmm. on the swimming was what I grew up doing as a as a kid as okay. a competitive swimmer
1: that can be a huge hurdle for a lot of people trying to get into it is, it they, is. they don't have the background in yeah swimming and anyone can learn it's just it, it it does take a little bit of time
0: yeah yeah no for sure and I've met I met one individual this year who is actually in Barcelona right now about to do their full Ironman first one. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, I, he learned how to swim, I think last year. So yeah, you can nice. do it. <laughs> Just take some time.
2: So right. for our listeners at home, um, what are the distances in a triathlon?
0: Yep. So there's, there's about four approximately, um, five, if you count the try a try. So the, the try a try is just uh, shorter distances. It's not actual, and it's to get, um, people interested into the sport. Cause it is like you said, pretty, yeah, pretty intimidating. Um, so the sprint distance is, um, you swim 500 meters to, or 750 could be different, mm-hmm. 20 kilometers bike, and then, um, run 5k. Nice. Yeah. And
1: then the, n- the next step up is the Olympic?
0: Yes. The um, next is the Olympic. Yeah. So that's pretty well double. No, it's a little bit different. So it makes it complicated. So the swim okay. is about right away, 750. So it's almost, yeah, it's almost essentially double. So 750, 40 kilometers bike, and then um, run 10K. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then. The the Ironman. No, yeah, You're, you've got the where?
0: half distance is next. Oh, okay. Which is okay. which is weird because it's just 400 meters more for swimming, so it's 1.9. Yeah, that's why the Olympic is a little bit weird. So if you've done an Olympic, you likely can probably do a half Ironman because the distance in swimming is just it's just a little bit. It's like 400 meters. Okay. Yeah. And then the run or the bike is 90 kilometers. You make it sound easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just 90 kilometers. You can do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just 90 kilometers. And then, um, the run is a half marathon. So 21.1. Okay. Yeah. And then the full is double all that. So almost wow. four kilometers, 180 kilometers of biking and then, um, running a marathon.
1: Okay. I was here uh, one of them's like called 70.3.
0: That's the half. Yeah. Okay. So that? it's in metric. It's not in metric. So oh, okay. yeah. So it takes the the distances, whatever Imperial. Oh, okay. It mm-hmm.
1: was Americanized. Yep. What, what's your preferred distance?
0: Um, On the half. Okay. It's just, it's easier to, um, get the training in each week. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it was a lot the first time I did it. Cause I've done three so far. And, um, I find now I'm, if I were to do it again, it'd be way easier since after having done a full Ironman.
1: Probably seems small in comparison. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's go back to the yeah. that, that first, uh, I guess your first half one. Yeah. Uh, so you, you caught the bug, uh, you're you got everything booked to it settles in Calgary.
0: Yeah. Calgary Ironman 70.3. Um, I can't remember the exact date, but it was like late July, uh, 2017. Okay. Yeah.
1: Why, why the the training? Like what was the what, training? Yeah. What did you have to do to prepare for that?
0: For that one? Um, I had a coach that did live in Calgary and she would give me, um, I think I'd have to do strength twice a week. And I would swim maybe two to three times, run two to three times, and bike two to three times each week. Okay. Yeah. And like,
1: what sort of distances or like, how much time would you have to put in each week?
0: Each week started um, around seven to eight. And needed to like develop a base, and then once and and you the training goes in like four week sets, and okay. so you you build, you get your base, you build again. And then eventually you'll have like the bits of recovery. Um, And so she just incorporated um, longer distances on every weekend. And I would have, those were considered like key workouts, never, ever, ever miss a key workout. So if I had a one hour bike ride on a Sunday, the following Sunday, she would add 15 minutes up. And so it would get to the point and she spread it out so that it would get to the point where I was about three hours, three and a half hours before um, I would start my taper before the week, the week, okay. the race. That's
1: that's a huge time commitment. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but I loved being outside. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
1: Did you do most of your training solo or do you have uh, somebody to train with? Or...
0: Um, I I think that that year I had like a friend that would train with me, but um most part mostly it's it is solo yeah so yeah which is why i've developed or like created the um yellow night triathlon group and i administer that with another friend it's just so um i'm not alone on those long bikes because it can get pretty scary so, yeah
1: yeah blown tire or anything and you can get stuck pretty far out of town
0: yeah there was uh yeah there was just an incident where there was a rollover vehicle and I was one of the first responders oh, so no. yeah yeah so I just don't ever want to go through that again so
1: okay, <laughs> yeah yeah I can only imagine biking like 50 kilometers and then
0: yeah stopping. yeah so if it's if I if I have a long ride and I got to go out I'll do it on inside I won't go out anymore alone or else I'll just loop the yellow knife a couple oh. times okay.
1: that so that uh triathlon group started on uh, Facebook group, it must, uh, sounds like a great way to get everyone connected. Yeah. It, uh, has, has that built like a bit of a triathlon community?
0: I think so. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I do find that every summer I get, we get a ton more people of new people that moved from, Yellow to Yellowknife, but, um, it's not, it's not like a club. It's just like a, an online forum of what's your race this year. What are you doing? Or yeah, just nice. to get, get people interested.
1: Right on. mm-hmm so what is the furthest distance you, you would have went for like each event prior to that half uh, yeah prior to that half uh, for the um, half
0: yeah um I think my furthest was maybe um, just like 3,000 meters or three kilometers for swimming and then for the biking was a hundred and it might have been 100 hundred and ten. Yeah. So, you know, the YK to HR, they would, the month leading up to it, they would do training rides Okay, and I would just join them before that. So it would, it always aligned with my race. And so I would just join them. And I think one of them was like 110 to one of the turnouts. Okay. Yeah. So
1: perfect timing. Mm -hmm, It was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then for the run, I think I just did a half um, each time. Yeah. I didn't, do anything further until the um, i joined the madeline run okay with 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 ashley that one year yeah
1: and do you do you have to train to combine
0: running and swimming and do you oh, train each one individually like you can't like do them together at the yeah. same time um well not the same time but yeah one after well, the other yeah. <laughs> yeah you do it's called bricks you do a brick workout and um so like you, it's it often is with just the bike because something really weird happens to your legs after you get off the bike and start to run and if you've never done it it uh yeah your legs feel like bricks so (laughs) you you've gotta you've gotta practice it so yeah I had um when I was this year did the full Ironman had to do a whole bunch of almost full distances so bike 150 kilometers and then get off and do a 5k run and uh yeah had to dreaded them but you have to do them <laughs> so
1: is that something the training actually helps for or just kind of uh, gets you used to it
0: like, i, I, I think it's, it's still gonna happen yeah it's both yeah okay. it gets you used to it and it, it kind of builds that muscle memory of what it is to expect and you're in for it <laughs> what's happening
2: so living in the north mm-hmm. are there challenges to competing as a an iron so i mean if you live down south you're not facing um frozen lakes as much during the year. So do you find it disadvantageous being up here or are there advantages of coming from the north?
0: I do think that, um, that the heat that the south gets is very difficult and it's a huge challenge and not being able to um, train in like a higher elevation uh, location. So like in Calgary, I, I did struggle with that, so because they're, I think, three thousand. Was it three thousand feet or is it meters? Yeah, of... I've, yeah. I've heard I always other never remember. i too, when they go yeah. down for
1: events down there. They they really notice the altitude. Yeah, I did notice it. So
0: Calgary was definitely noticeable, but in Victoria, um, I didn't have an issue. It was amazing, and then for okay. Conticton... right exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um so yeah the heat the elevation and um the one advantage is chip seal so <laughs> <That's an advantage? laughs> yeah because you're pushing harder and you're trying to get the speeds that your coach gives you which to them their perception of uh what they want you to hit like okay. they give you a target so mm-hmm. you you're trying to target what they tell you to do so you do and you're pushing really hard um because you can't not
1: <laughs> i've never really considered that before I- don't do a whole lot of road yeah. cycling, but yeah, yeah. Kind of so like training in hard mode.
0: Yeah. When I hit, when I hit, uh, when I hit the highways or the roads, oh my gosh, it just, it felt like it was just velvet.
2: <laughs> well, Dave's an engineer at the city. Maybe we can ask him <laughs> yeah. to put less jet seal on the roads yeah. for you. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well then in city is good, but, um, yeah, there's some areas that's obviously older, but, um, once you get past that, uh, the okay. turn off on Ingram Trail, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> this makes so much sense now. Mm-hmm. now. there's
1: like a few times I do go for, for a long ride, like H, H, HO, <laughs> I'm going as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering why am I so slow? Chip seal, <laughs> exactly. <Yep>. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. I find it makes a, about five to sometimes 10k difference. Wow, sometimes depends. That's yeah. pretty significant. Yeah,
1: yeah. For the swim, do you do most of your training in the pool or? have even open water swimming
0: um both yes so um I, I i this is swimming is also the other one that i refuse to go alone um just for safety wise mm-hmm. i yeah i never go swimming without a buddy even though i do have like a, a blow-up buoy that i you know buckle to myself and then um swim with i won't use that even if i am alone um and i i do like to go swimming at um, first thing in the morning, I, I prefer not to go in the evening because I find there's a higher risk of the public or family swim giving you little um, contamination surprises oh. <laughs> And the pool is closed. I've oh, had a few had a few times where the pool was closed and I'd have to text my coach and be like, can't do it tonight. And they're like, well, you're going to go in the morning.
1: Water's a little bit warmer than you expected.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> and it's clear in the morning too because there's the, the, the vacuum's done its job nice. <laughs> oh. yeah so and covid made it really hard too because like the one thing i haven't mentioned yet was i've been training for ironman canada um for three years because i signed up in 2019 and it was supposed to happen in 2020 wow yeah and then covid <laughs> yeah and then covid so like we trained and then we weren't told whether or not it was getting canceled or going forward. Okay. Yeah. And then it canceled. And then the next year was told well, it's going to be put on next year. So then we trained and trained and then wow, it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Actually it got postponed to a month later. So September, and then what was that one? The Delta stopped it. So it got canceled.
2: So wow. staying motivated, was that challenging oh or? Yes,
0: it was very <laughs> challenging. And I've, I've met, quite a few, um, new people that, you know, I'm training, they're training and we, we chat and, um, everyone goes through their ups and downs. And so, yeah, I always try and, and keep positive, but it can get, it could wear on you after a while. If you're never knowing it's going to get canceled. Were were you
1: just doing like a continuous program the whole time or was it like a stop and then start training again? Or it's off. I had a
0: coach that I didn't, I just paid the entire time. And I think in hindsight, I probably um, didn't need to, um, cause I wasn't hitting all the activities that they were giving me. It was hard. So, um, I decided to shake things up and I found a different coach, um, for this year and, um, yeah, I liked it. It was good.
2: So someone wanting to sort of take things to the next level, would you recommend having a coach or I guess at what point do you just take the journey and at what point is it advantageous to look into coaching?
0: You can either get a coach or, uh, go online and download one of the training plans and where it's advantageous to get a coach is knowing when you're either not doing enough or you're doing too much. And they can read the data that your body's putting out that you may not understand and tell you, well, you need to do this or they'll move something or add something into your week. So it makes it, um, make sure that you're able to get to the start line in a healthy uninjured way.
1: Once you did your half,
0: Mm -hmm. was it after that, is that when you decide
1: to, all right, I'm doing the full now, I have to do the full or?
0: I was never, ever going to do a full. I didn't want to, I was like, I can't fathom the idea of sitting on a bike for 180 kilometers and doing it, you know, cause I heard if you take your time from a half, you double the time for a full and add an hour. And I was I, when I figured out that math, it was approximately eight hours of biking, and I was like, "Could you? Could you do that? <laughs> Sit at your desk all day and just bike but do everything else?" <laughs> I don't know if I can do yeah. it. That <laughs> um Right. So I just I was like, "Yeah, hard. No, never going to do it." And then and then um, Penticton uh, signed a new contract with Ironman and took it back home from where uh, Whistler. It used to be. Um, it used to be like originally the legend States that it was always in Penticton. And then like back in the eighties. And okay. then, and then I think, uh, it was, it went to Whistler for about eight years and then, yeah, COVID two years. And then, yeah. So it's been 10 years that it was, it was not in Penticton. Okay. So when it went back, I was like, should I do this? Could I do this? I don't know if I could ever do it. Plus the marathon was like the run is my weakest. I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. And, uh, Yeah. Sorry. Happy feet. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, (laughs) so yeah, the run run is my weakest. And so I just didn't, I just didn't think I could do it. So, yeah. So
1: so what changed? You you didn't think you could do it, but signed up did amazing you did it
0: yeah there was a flurry of activity of of like sign up for iron and canada and, peer and pressure wasn't oh my it. goodness yeah everyone's like i'm gonna do it you should do it do it do it do it and so um i was like should i and i asked my coach and at the time and they're like i he was like i've i would tell athletes that i think are not capable of doing one or don't think they would be ready to do one and and she had said like you i definitely think that you can prepare yourself to do in a full Ironman. And so it made me think, and I was extremely afraid and scared, and I had to step back and analyze that feeling of uh, fearfulness. And when I realized that that was the exact same feeling I had the first time back in um, 2016, when I signed up for the 2017 uh, Calgary Half Ironman, that fear of, can I do this? can I actually complete this distance? Am I capable? Um, when those were the same, I realized like, yeah, I'm at that step now I'm ready. I can do, I can go for a full. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Great. That confidence <laughs> is there
0: and... Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't when I signed up, I'm like, I didn't know if I could do it and you doubt yourself lots, but, um, I knew I had to trust the journey from my trainer or my coach and, mm-hmm. and get there. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of people that go to that. It's, there's a, there's like a professional segment of
0: it um they didn't in penticton have professionals like there was a professional out on course but he wasn't racing as a professional meaning he wasn't expecting like a purse or he wasn't expecting um slots that would give him world championships he was just like they didn't count his his times um i'm not sure why there weren't any pros signed up there was i think in 2021 but the field changed yeah Yeah. because of covid um but Typically, I think it's 3000 people Or um, it can, wow. it, it can, yeah, they can, they can have, have out on the course that there was about 1500 that participated. So it was like half of what it okay. could have that, been. That's still a huge crowd. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. A lot of people just lost their gusto, I think, cause of COVID and yeah, yeah, it was, it's been a lot.
2: So you decide you want to do an iron man. Is the goal just to complete the Iron Man or do you have like specific targets? Or...
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, there, the, one of the main goals, a lot of people may tell you, if you ask this of others, mm-hmm. um, is that when you cross that finish line, the announcer will yell, you know, Sally card, you are an Iron Man. And it's like this rite of passage you get it for putting in all the hard work that you've done and a lot of people want that and that's that's kind of partly uh, is a good chunk of why I did it and um I I just wanted to know what I was capable of and now that I know I yeah, I made the mistake of telling my husband that this is only gonna be the only one <laughs> 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 which he's reminding me um because now that I know I want to do different courses <laughs> and make vacations out of it and you know this one was a hilly mountainous mountainous one with um like I think it was 1600 meters of elevation of climb I'm just climbing on the bike and um I'd love to do like you know Cozumel and it's just flat <laughs> <laughs> easy right yeah yeah so um yeah, it was really to hear that and to be able to wear like the Iron Man finisher gear and to be able to get like the tattoo. But <laughs> there is like a rule where you're not allowed to get the M dot tattoo if you haven't completed a full distance, even if you've done the 70.3, it's, it's popular opinion. It doesn't mean it's a real rule.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. So you you completed it, you just gotta you, you got the tattoo. But I did. What, what does it look like?
0: Um it uh, doesn't have the M dot on it. Okay. Yeah. What's so the M? Um, the M dot. So an Iron Man um, is the logo. Oh, it's the, the logo. Trademark. Yeah. It's okay. the actual trademark of the Iron Man name. So the M has a little dot on top of it. So it looks like a man. Okay. And anyway, known as the M dot. And uh, yeah, a lot of people just get that. And that just shows what they've done. You can stylize it and make it whichever you'd like. Um So what I uh, ended up getting uh, done was a Canadian maple leaf and it's kind of close to what my metal leaf looks like on because it's known as Ironman Canada right Mm -hmm. so they've incorporated the leaf and then um, I got um, kind of like a like a minimalist drawing of a swimmer and a biker and a runner and then um, I put the the distance 140.6 um which is obviously not canadian distances it's in <laughs> imperial um but i did that just as the nod that this is you know this is ironman ironman's always known as 140.6 i just didn't want to put the actual brand i can't see myself putting like a you know a reebok brand on my body makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so it just Free exactly yeah so um i did that and then um to reflect the mountains that were in the um, the Okanagan, um, that uh, so I have a little bit of like a, a mountainous peak. So yeah. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Can, we, uh, can, can we go through like the, the course itself? Yep. So uh, where, where, where is it at? Uh, the, where do they do the swim? Where's the bike? So it, you're saying that it's, it's quite hilly and then the run. Where, yeah. The
0: place? Okay. So it's in Penticton, British Columbia and on um lakeshore drive is like the main beach and they have this peach that penticton is known for and um everybody lines up right there and they block the street off and um, when you start you're barefooted in the street and you you start um from from peach go straight in and like i said everybody's self-seated and i the often it's like an out straight out and then you do a turn and then another turn and then you come straight back. Right.
1: Okay.
0: This one, um, if you were to look at the course, uh, it's available online. If you were to look at the course for the swim, it looks like a vampire's coffin. That's... <laughs> like, I that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like you would go out and then you would turn and then turn and then turn. <laughs> There are turns. There were so many turns, and um, there are rules that you can't turn or you can't go on the inside of a turn buoy, um, but you can on the marker buoys, which are like a, a little littler size. Um, and uh, yeah, so every time there is a turn buoy, is always um, like a, a a bottleneck situation with people because they're okay. always trying to get into it and around it, so they don't go
1: yeah what's what's your strategy for going into that
0: uh my strategy is to always start on the far end of the race so that i'm not close but you you know you don't want to swim more than Mm -hmm. 3.8 kilometers you want to make sure you do the distance and i think i ended up doing 3.9 i think i did like extra 100 meters which is not bad Mm -hmm. yeah and so Um, I try to stay away from people (laughs) when I'm swimming, Um, but if you, if you do see bubbles, um, you can follow the bubbles and draft. There's no rules on, on drafting. Okay. Yeah.
1: So. And was the water cold?
0: Oh gosh. I forgot about that. That was a huge thing of discussion before, um, we started. Um, so in the rules in Ironman, um, wetsuit legal swims are when the temperature is under 24.55 I think and then it once it goes over that it becomes optional and the days leading up to it the temperature was 24.88 and um what that means is if you complete wearing a wetsuit you get an asterisk beside your name and you um do not qualify for any of the awards or slots that are available for the world championships. If you podium. Okay. Yeah.
1: Is there, there, there's a benefit to wearing a wetsuit?
0: There is a little bit. Yeah, totally. So you're more buoyant and you are faster. The other thing that happens is if they, if it was wetsuit optional, the people that choose to not wear a wetsuit go before you. So your start time isn't like maybe a, maybe 45 to an hour later. So you're there waiting and yeah (laughs) waiting to start which means your day doesn't change like you don't lose the time to complete the race but you're going to be ending later wow yeah so but thankfully um the day before the race, we got, like, yellow night weather. It was, like, single digits. Oh. It was windy, like, 20, 30-kilometer winds. It was beautiful <laughs> because the weather was, like, 32, 34 degrees leading up to it. It was really, really hot. And uh, so, thankfully, it dropped. And then the morning of the race, I think it was 12 degrees. So, yeah, high of 25.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably better, oh, a little so- bit cooler versus being, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and because of that day it dropped the water temperature. So oh, okay. it made it uh wetsuit legal. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, and then I think 28 degrees is wetsuit like no wetsuit wet prohibited. So Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And then uh you're saying the the bike was quite hilly. It's Yeah.
0: yeah. So you leave um you leave Penticton and you go um along Skaha Lake. Um I think if I can remember it's um is it McLaren Meadows or like anyways, there's a hill that you get to and what everybody tells you is to save your legs and not go all out in the first 40 and you want to, it's pretty, it's pretty fast. Hmm. And, and, um, I wanted I did really want to go fast at that point because I was like, this is good pavement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no tip seal. Yeah, no, no chip seal, just a few spotty spots, but that's okay. I mean every road has a crack in it. But um yeah, I wanted to go and so I, I did hold back and I remember coming across um one biker and we just ended up chatting quickly and I asked where they were from and they said they were from um Summerland so i don't know if you know the region but it's just like it so basically that's their home area and so they train in this area oh, okay and um everybody was passing and they said that exact same thing everybody's going and they're like i'm just gonna do my thing i know exactly what to expect and i was like dude thank you for reminding me duly noted <laughs> i will not burn my legs out <laughs> and so i stayed a little bit behind and then um about 60 kilometers is um, a really gorgeous area called Oliver. And you get there's like vineyards and and then um in Osoyas, there's a, a hill right at the start. It's called uh, Richter's Pass. So this is where the hills start, and it's about three or four kilometers, I believe. That's about three percent, three to four percent. So they had like the first aid station there. And if I remember correctly, the cutoff was before you hit the hill. So if you miss the cutoff, you don't have to do the hill, oh, okay. <laughs> but you should be able to be there. Like whoever missed those cutoffs and they were, they would have been like really maxing their times out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they did that there. And, um, once you finish Richter's pass, they had something that was called, um, and you may want to beat this out, but it was called the this- <laughs> <laughs> they're the known as the Croston rollers and and um they're they they were not too bad they were you know they had peaks and they were they were fine I really loved them um and there were so many people on the road though uh because there's rules too right you're mm-hmm. not allowed to draft in 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 Ironman oh, okay. races yeah and like Grant I don't know about Grand Fondo races but I'm pretty sure in Ironman um just because a lot of the um, I think the rationale is because the bikes have um, like aero bars mm-hmm. on it; they're a lot more unstable, and um, you can swerve all over the place. So the okay. closer you mm-hmm. are, it's pretty dangerous.
1: Yeah. So if there's a huge peloton. Yeah, backers, it's not or... safe.
0: Yeah, so you have to pass the person. So it's it like the way that they call it is like once you enter into the passing lane, mm-hmm. um, you have committed and you cannot back out you're not allowed to back out and you have to give it so that you get out of the passing lane in 25 seconds and you have to be 12 um bike uh, lengths apart and if you don't you can get um a penalty card you get carded okay
1: and And there's people there like checking and
0: watching on it there are uh, officials on motorcycles that go up and down the route some parts of the road was closed off some parts wasn't so um, traffic was, you know, was expected. I did get waved once where I was going a little too slow because I was trying to conserve my watts and uh, he was just like gave me the go, 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 go. Okay. And I was like, oh, I so had to power through and 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 go up on my watts, which was, was fine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so then after that, the next big hill to anticipate was the hill to Yellow Lakes. And, um, my understanding was this was a bit, um, bit steeper, it had a bit more um, uh, peaks in it, mm-hmm. uh, but it was doable. It wasn't too, too bad. And then they they changed the route from previous routes because guess, construction. And it brought you down into um, a meadows of some sort. I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to think back, but they brought you down. And I knew from everybody that I heard and all the people that talked about it at the athletes briefing, um, said that once you peak Yellow Lakes, you think, hey, you're great. But then a part of your soul leaves because it's so hard to get out of this boat once you're in it. Yeah. Like it was it's hard. And it was um, at times about 12 percent. Yeah. Wow. And I saw people walking. Which <laughs> I, I mean, my number one rule is don't stop when you're on the bike. I try not to ever stop. Mm-hmm. I'll stop when I'm running, but not when I'm on the bike. You lose so much time.
1: How, how long did the bike
0: take? For me? Yeah. Um, the official time for me was I think seven and a half hours. Um, but my, my computer records that I was moving seven hours and I ended up taking like 22 minutes of breaks. (laughs) So like every aid station, right? So like, I know I said, don't stop, but like I try, I did, um, you, you get the opportunity to get a special needs bag. So you pack a bag with like band-aids or Mm -hmm. change of socks or like an extra bar to eat and yeah how, how
1: often do you have to like feel up? Cause that, that's a oh. long day. I can only imagine how many calories are gone through and all that. What, yeah. what are you feeling with?
0: Well, let's see. Okay. Yeah. That's a huge, a huge answer for you. Um, <laughs> it was, I, I use something that's called infinite. And, um, I think the company has recently changed is now called Gruppo and, um, G R U P P O. And it, I interviewed with them and I told them what type of, you know, stuff that I was training for, how much I weighed, what my goal is, what my calorie intake is. And, okay. and um, I was given um, like a formula that's just mine. And it's literally on my bags to Sally's formula. <laughs> <laughs> but like you don't have to go that route. I just um, I did try, uh, like tailwind before, if you've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. And I find tailwind is good up until three hours. And then after that, I need like, I need substance, I need mm-hmm. food. And so, um, it's just a powder you put in your bike bottle and it's, it's your electrolytes, it's your carbohydrates. It's the food that you need without you having to like pack solids. Okay.
1: And um, so you're just liquid all day.
0: Yeah. And so I'm actually like, when I have my bottles, um, I, one, what is it? I think 600 milliliters is what you're supposed to ingest in, in an hour. Mm-hmm. And so I have on my bottles where 600 is. And so technically that's half, um, uh, I, you have to go with every half hour. I need to make sure that you have half the bottle. So I actually had like Sharpie marker lines on mm-hmm. my bottle for every 15 minutes that I would make sure that I would drink 15 minutes. And so that I had enough fuel in. Yeah
1: it's really scientific i did and it it
0: got a little bit more complicated because i started to make super bottles which yeah so it's one bottle with eight hours of nutrition actually you can only fit five and a half hours of nutrition in one bottle so i did like i had to call the owner of the company and he walked me through how to make sure that i can get the right amount of mixture into it and yeah yeah That's really neat. So what I did was I would take a sip. Mm -hmm. I would have to know what an hour was per. And then I would have to ensure that I would get 400 milliliters of um, water so that it would mix in my stomach.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. And so um, he he advised that I would take a sip and then spit it out in a measuring (laughs) cup. Sounds (laughs) disgusting. (laughs) And measure how much I was actually taking. So a sip for me was a tablespoon. And so... Every time I would take one sip, I would take three sips of of water to balance that out. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. And then for the last part, just getting into the, the run. Oh How yeah. How tired are you at that point?
0: Oh so tired. <laughs> then um <laughs> then you
1: still have to run a marathon. Yeah,
0: I got, I know, right? Um so <laughs> I should go back to just the swim. <laughs> When I started the day, I had my girlfriends with me and I just turned to them and they thought I was crazy. And I was like, I'm just going to go for a really quick swim (laughs) and I'll be right back guys. And they (laughs) looked at me like, what are you talking about? We'll see you tonight. I'm like, no, I will see you really soon. (laughs) And then what what I was doing was I was telling myself (laughs) that this is just going to be a quick swim, just like a practice swim. This bike is just going to be a quick practice bike. It's going to, you know, won't, won't be... (laughs) (laughs) one whole day of terribleness and it wasn't terrible but one whole day of like bam 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 right Mm. stacking on top of each other um and so once I got to the run um by having that thinking it wasn't so bad like I was able to compartmentalize it and so that I was like ah, I can do this this is just the bike this is just the run now and so I totally just thought about it as a one run one single one 42.2 yeah. i run. didn't just do all that other stuff nope that didn't happen yeah so what time
2: of day does the race start like when were you, when do you get into the water
0: it started at 6 30 but okay. i didn't get in until six forty-five. i think yeah Okay. yeah
2: it's pretty early
0: it was yeah
1: and then by it sounds you like would be running, I guess, around mid to late afternoon at yeah. some point.
0: I think I hit the run around three-ish. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I left transit. Well, <laughs> when I got to transition, okay. they do have change tents that you can change into. And I didn't, I, what I didn't want to wear, like, they tell you to wear, like, your triathlon suit when you're swimming. Mm-hmm. And so then when you get on the bike, it's like a quick transition. That's what all the pros do, right? Their mm-hmm. times are like Eight hours to <laughs> do this in one day, um, but I didn't want to get on the bike knowing how long it was going to be without wearing bike shorts. And bike shorts are very different from tri shorts; mm-hmm. um, they're p- much more padding and they they're like a sponge. So I didn't want to wear that swimming. So um, I was going to change, and I did. Um, but I didn't go into the change tents. But I didn't change in public. <laughs> but I changed in public. I had <laughs> I had something called a chowl. Like it's have you heard of this? It's like a just a chamois or like um, um, a poncho, but it's made of a cha- um, like a, 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 a chamois fabric.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. And so like I just put it on me and then I changed under <laughs> that. And then, yeah, I went. <laughs> and so um, it worked. It was great. I, I did get back from the bike. I racked my bike and then I just sat down on the ground and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a marathon. <laughs> yeah.
1: And when you finally got to the finish line, like, yeah, oh yeah. have you ever been that tired in your life?
0: I think what ended up happening on the run, I wasn't, I like, I, yes, I've been tired like that, but I think I was able to, um, pull it out. Like I, I, I ran, I think maybe the first 15 to 17 kilometers, like just straight up running. Um, and then I switched to like speed walking, which if you've ever done it for 20 something kilometers it's an olympic sport for a reason <laughs> <laughs> it's hard yeah <laughs> um and so i had to switch to that because um just what ed- what ended up happening was my stomach got a little upset so and i couldn't keep running i didn't realize at the time i had a blister under my toe nail my toenail okay yeah i've recent i've since lost that toenail <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realize it was, but it was like so much pressure. And so it was really hard to continue with the running. So
1: how do you celebrate after? Um, Nice long nap? Yeah,
0: no, there's a picture of me sitting on the hotel bed with, (laughs) with a big pizza (laughs) on my lap as I'm laying down, trying to eat the pizza. And my my friends that were with me, they're like, we need to take a picture of this. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think I ended up taking like maybe just a few bites and then I went to sleep <laughs>
1: I was at what point do you think you're like finally
0: recovered just from the race itself oh um well my I was I was told you're not supposed to work out for up to a week to a month I was on a schedule before Ironman and when I came home I still was waking up at 5 a.m so I'm like well I might as well just do stretching so I did some stretching, but then slowly started introducing like strength work <laughs> back into mm-hmm. it because I was going crazy. Um, and I think my first bike was a week later, okay. um, but it was awful. It felt oh. like my legs <laughs> felt like bricks. I was tired. Like it was mm-hmm. I was like, OK, my coach is on to something when she told me not to do <laughs> anything. And then um, it took me three weeks to do my first run. I still haven't swam yet. So, yeah, I'm not sure when I'll go with yeah. the new tattoo i'm going to have
1: to wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're 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 still motivated like even after a big event like that. You're, oh yeah. You, are are you still gung ho and just waiting for the next event or is it uh how do you feel like after that accomplishment?
0: After that, um i wanted to like commemorate it and get a tattoo, which i did. I'm very mm-hmm. very happy for. Um And regret saying the one and done because I really wanted to, to, I want to do another one. Um, I'm looking at Cozumel and just got to make sure I get my husband on board. (laughs) And (laughs) maybe if, maybe Italy, but we have to wait until the the little one graduates high school. So that's three years out. So I've got like these plans on, and and I did make a a plan with my friends that did stay with us, um, that stayed with me in Penticton that we were going to do like the Canadian circuit of, of, um, half Ironmans. And I kind of want to do like, there's Montremblant, there's Muskoka, there's Barrelman, Um, there's the great white North in Edmonton. And then I know I've done Calgary twice, but they changed the route and it has almost the equivalent amount of climbing that Penticton did now in the new, new distance and a half.
2: So with the lack of mountains, and <laughs> night, how do you train for elevation?
0: Um, I have a, I have a, a smart trainer, mm-hmm. which, um, I, the brand that I have is a Wahoo kicker core and it's a uh, direct drive. So like my rear tire comes off and then it attaches to, um, the cassette on the rear or on the, from the rear onto the trainer. And, um, it's Bluetooth and another, um, connections type called amp plus uh any of you gardeners probably know what that is but and so um there there are so many programs out there but i use swift um okay especially so the Z Z W I F T. zwift
1: so you can train like right on your bike
0: yeah yeah so um when swift hits a hill mm-hmm. you hit that hill too like a tent the brake tightens
1: oh, yeah cool hmm
0: so yeah. they have this one hill in um swift which is called i think the elp de zwift which is supposed to mirror the elp de swiss (laughs) um yeah and it's it's exactly that and i did that quite a bit before doing Penticton and it really helped me out like i even thanked my coach for giving that to me so often even though i was (laughs) hated it when i had to do it
1: (laughs) what advice would you have for someone that's looking to start triathlon or that someone that might be intimidated by it but wants to get their foot in the door
0: um I think I would tell them that you, you don't need all the equipment. I do love having all the the gadgets and stuff, but you don't need it to start. Um, even just having like a, like a, an exercise bike in your home is totally fine if you want to do the, the, that part of it. Um, and you can just join on any Facebook group of like there's Women for Try, there's Zwifters, there's, there's so many different groups that are out there. Um, that you don't like it's yeah you can just start and go that way um in yellowknife it's great that we have like the the java runners the yellowknife running group and hmm. um there's so many people that are already doing it and there's other there's um there's the, a super cyclists group as well like there's just so many I haven't heard um, of that. I yeah <laughs> and um it it's it, it is intimidating but um, i think if you Find out what your one sport is that you don't love. Um, try and figure out a way to get into it. So if it's swimming, um, you can do the, you can learn to swim through watching YouTube videos, or you can go to the pool and just practice and get get some help there. Um, and if it's the biking, the biking is, um, I think it's kind of easier for the biking if you were to stay go stationary all winter. And then once you get outside, try and get your bike handling skills. Oh, I don't know. I hope I'm hoping I'm, I'm making it easy for someone <laughs> to enter. But yeah, it's like everyone has their own um, strength and their weakness, and it's um, maybe just figuring out what that is and and building up on those.
1: You, you mentioned uh, you include strength training and in, mm-hmm. in your uh, training, like what what sort of exercises would you be doing, or what's the best uh, exercises you found for triathlon?
0: Um, planking because of the aero bars, when you do have, um, if you put them on your row bike, you don't, you don't need to... them for sprints and you don't, or even Olympic, you, I mean, you could use it in Olympic, but, um, and by arrow bars, I mean like your arms are out in front of you mm-hmm. and, um, you're resting on them and they're, they're for like longer distances. Um, and, but it, once you're in that for very long and you, you do need to be sized properly for your bike cause you could get developed like back issues or knee issues if you're not, if it's not done right. Um, but you're, you're in this position and it's very similar to the plank position. Mm -hmm. And so you are using your back, your lower back, your, your core. So if you don't have a strong core, it, it can be really painful after six, eight hours that in that position <laughs> yeah so if you're doing a flat race you're going to be an arrow for the majority of the time but if you're doing a race that has hills you're going to be climbing so you'll be out of it so you do get a little bit of a break but um it's always good to anticipate being an arrow for a long time yeah so, to build that um other workouts are um like doing um single leg um bridges like glute, glute single leg glute raise okay. bridges yeah, yeah. And that's just to make sure that you keep your, um, like uh, the whole glute and hip area strong Mm -hmm. uh, because you're, you're using it from the flutter kick to the the pedal stroke and then to running and it's all different motions. And so you want to make sure that you're strong there.
1: Oh, cool. Welcome Sally to the bonus round. (laughs) Thank you. Greg and I are going to ask you 10 rapid fire questions. Okay. Try to answer as quickly as you can. Sure. And at the end of the round, we'll tally up the points and we'll check the judges and you either get all the points yeah. or none of the points. Okay. Have we
2: ever not issued all of the points? Never. <laughs> yeah. So no pressure. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. All right. Do, do you want to go first or want me to go first? You can
2: start first there. All right. Question number
1: one. What is the furthest you've ever run?
0: It would be forty two point two.
2: Nice. Favorite place to run in
0: Yellowknife? In yeah, Yellowknife. Um, I do like the um, Deto Boulevard and the trails. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What is uh, what is the
2: best time of day to train?
0: The morning. Yeah. morning person. hmm yeah.
2: So you had pizza after your Ironman, but <laughs> what is the ideal post-race meal for you?
0: Um, I do, I, I asked my friends to have my BCAAs ready for me, but they didn't, um, they <laughs> forgot them. Um, like a recovery drink. Oh yeah. But it's uh, it is my BCAAs, my recovery drink and then hopefully like a, a chicken, cooked, baked chicken and yeah.
2: Sounds pretty healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a yeah. hamburger after my yeah. ultra. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. When I was in Victoria, we did a great, um, meal afterwards. But, um, when I was in Calgary, I think I went to Fat Burger and had massive burger it was great yeah so everyone's been different
1: what is your favorite piece of running triathlon biking equipment
0: my favorite equipment yes I I guess guess. that's a
1: pretty broad question <laughs> let me try this your favorite piece of technology
0: um i would say my bike trainer yeah absolutely love it
2: yeah you've mentioned cozumel is one of the places you'd like to race but if yeah, if you could race anywhere else anywhere in the world whether it be, uh, just a marathon or a triathlon or an Ironman, is there like a dream area you'd love to participate in a race?
0: I'd like to go to Arizona. Yeah. Good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what,
2: what's the current brand of shoe you have? Hocus.
0: Okay. I, yeah. Th- th- three kinds, but I focus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, do you have a, like, do you listen to music? during some of your training and um, do you have an ultimate sort of playlist you like to listen to
0: no music um, I listen to audiobooks when I'm running sometimes when I'm biking just sometimes but I have um, aftershocks or shocks headphones so it just it's bone conducting so my ears are open and I can hear things um, and yeah that's it you can't use them in the race so it makes it uh, easier. <laughs>
1: What is your, which is your preferred event, run, bike, or swim?
0: I love the bike. Yeah.
2: yeah. Last one. And you can bring any, you can have any event or you can bring any race to Yellowknife. What would it be?
0: Oh, I would love to have a, a 70.3 here. Yeah. Ironman. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that was yeah. the answer <laughs> coming based on our previous conversations. but. Yeah. I mean, if Challenge wanted to come too, that would be really cool. Like it's another brand, but um. okay.
2: Yeah, I think that would be a phenomenal opportunity for Yellowknife.
0: Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Could talk to Platinum Racing out of uh, Alberta. It's a, That's possible.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll check with the judges
1: here. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> you get congratulations. You get all the points. Wow. <laughs> thank you. you can I don't do know. whatever you want with them. I'd like to thank my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much for sitting down with us and chatting with yeah. us Triathlon all your training and adventures. We've Really appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's been been very
2: inspirational. Thank you very much for sharing your story.
1: Aw.